Is it on now? All right, great. I'm on now so people can hear me. Thank you so much. I saw people waving at me. I wanted to wave back. <laughs> but they gave us a floss water, and it was very useful. We moved to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and we needed it every day. <laughs> so <clears throat> some weeks ago, I introduced you to an Old Testament character whose name was Ahab. Ahab, and I'm reminding you of where we've been going in this series called Ab Absolute Surrender. Ahab and his kingdom was confronted by a cohort of 33 other kings and their kingdoms. He was vastly outmanned. Uh, the the uh, lead king of that other group came to him and said to him, your silver and gold are mine, your wives and your children are mine. And Ahab issued his surrender in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 4, with these words. He said, it is according to your word, O Lord, my king, I am yours and all that I have. And so we looked at that story in the Old Testament, and that verse has become for us, although Ahab made his surrender to the wrong person, nevertheless, his statement is a picture of what surrender looks like. Jesus in the New Testament, in issuing his call to discipleship in Luke chapter 14, encouraged every would-be follower to count the cost of discipleship. And he phrased it in these terms. He said, What king going to war against another king, if that king has 10,000 troops and the other king has 20,000, does not first go out to that king and ask for terms of peace? The lesser king goes to the greater king and asks for terms of peace. And the greater king dictates those terms of peace. Immediately upon saying that, Jesus said, So then, no one of you can be my disciple. Luke chapter 14, verse 33. So then, no one of you can be my disciple who is not willing to give up all of his own possessions. In light of that, those of us who sit on the throne of our own hearts must say to the greater king, the Lord Jesus Christ, it is according to your word, my Lord, O King, I am yours and all that I have. And so we continue that series. Uh, our, uh, over these weeks, I've tried to lay out the reasoning for making such a surrender. First among those reasons is that the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Lord Jesus Christ, deserves your surrender and my surrender. Second, he expects your surrender. And third, along the way, I have highlighted your failure and my failure to live the Christian life as it should be lived. We have to admit, I have not lived a holy life. We cannot live a holy life. And unless there is a power that is outside of us that comes and helps us live a holy life, we will not live a holy life. And that is another reason that we need to surrender to the Lordship of Christ. Uh, today is our final message in this series. And I want to show you another picture of such a surrender by introducing you to another person in the Old Testament. His name is Potiphar. He is an Egyptian man found in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 39. Potiphar did not know the Lord. But he came to know the Lord 
through or to know the blessing of God through a man named Joseph, and the blessing of God came on his life because of Joseph. For that reason, his relationship to Joseph is a picture of our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only through the Lord Jesus Christ can the blessing of God come upon our lives, and then and only as we trust everything fully into His hands. Now, let me say as we begin that absolute surrender to Christ, like the matter of salvation, comes at a moment in time. You were saved at a moment in time. There may have been a gradual approach to that moment, but salvation comes at a moment in time. You either are or you, you aren't. And likewise, an absolute surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ comes at a moment of time. They can both happen at the same time, but for most of us, that full surrender comes later. So I invite you to pay careful attention to this relationship between Joseph and Potiphar. Some of you are going to be moved by God today to make a surrender of your life, to say, whatever it takes, Lord, I'm willing to do that. Uh, it's my prayer that for some of you, this will be the day of your absolute surrender to the Lordship of Christ. Now, in the Old Testament, there is this man named Potiphar. Potiphar was an officer of Pharaoh. He was a man of tremendous resources and tremendous responsibility. Uh, Joseph, on the other hand, as you know, the story of Joseph in the, in the book of Genesis, he had been sold by his brothers as a slave to some Ishmaelite traders. They sold him to Potiphar. Potiphar brought him into his home as a slave. Now, over time, uh, Potiphar would come to commit all that he had into the care of Joseph. And I want to show you what changed when he did and how that relationship uh, came to be broken and how everything, obviously, was changed after that. Now, if, if you are here today and you are a believer, you consider yourself a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, the purpose of this message will be to cause you to examine the state of your own relationship with the Lord Jesus. And I know it may be strange for you to think about doing that from the perspective of an Old Testament story and an Old Testament character like Joseph, but prayerfully, this morning, the Lord is going to open your eyes as we see the parallel that exists between Potiphar's relationship to Joseph and the believer's relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we begin with this, the first two verses of Genesis chapter 39. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. The Bible tells us that the Lord was with Joseph and in Joseph. He blessed Joseph, and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he did. That was obvious to Potiphar as a heathen, as an unbeliever. Now in the New Testament, if you look in the New Testament, you will discover that many unbelievers could see the blessing of God that rested on the life of Jesus. They admitted on more than one occasion, no man can do the things that you do unless God is with him. That was plain to see. And so they came 
to Jesus. Many people did simply for the benefit that He might bestow on them at that moment. They came to Him for bread when they were hungry. They came to Him for miracles when they were sick. They used Him just as Potiphar used Joseph first, no more than a slave in his house. So that's our first point. Potiphar viewed Joseph as a slave in his house. Now let me talk with you just a minute about this. This was a misapplication of his presence. He used Joseph as a slave. Joseph was there for Potiphar's benefit alone. Joseph was there uh, to serve Potiphar. Joseph was there to answer Potiphar's call. Joseph was there because Potiphar owned him and commanded him, and Joseph was expected to move at Potiphar's command. Potiphar, at least at first, failed to realize the tremendous opportunity that was his to have Joseph in his house. Now, unfortunately, this is the state of the relationship between the Lord Jesus Christ and some believers. You have the Lord Jesus in your life as a slave. You ask Him to do things for you. Now, I want you to think about this carefully because this is the way most of us relate to the Lord Jesus. He is in our life for our benefit. We ask Him to do things for us. We expect Him to do things for us. Our desire is for Him to respond to us when we call Him and to stay out of our way when we don't. We don't speak to Him unless we need Him. Our relationship with Jesus Christ is a master-slave relationship, and most of us are the master of that relationship. Just as Potiphar brought Joseph into his home, you've invited Jesus into your life. You've invited Jesus into your life for the benefit that He can bring to you. He has a, he has a space in your life, and you dictate to Him what you would have Him do. You turn to Him to do your bidding. You treat Him as a slave who's blessed by God and who can bring a blessing to your life as needed. So, in the relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus, who is the master and who is the slave? Are you using Jesus? Is your expectation that He will work for you? 90% of all the people in the church have that kind of relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He benefits me. He does what I ask Him to do. He is there when I call on Him. Now, I need to let you know that this relationship between Joseph and Potiphar changed. Previously, when uh, Potiphar was the master and Joseph was the slave, Potiphar simply sought the benefit that Joseph could bring into his life. He thought he was best benefited by telling Joseph what to do and being in charge of his own affairs. And isn't that true with many of us who are believers? We want Jesus in our lives. We want Him there for the benefit of knowing Him. However, we believe somehow that it's best if we remain in charge of our own lives, if we make our own decision if we go our own way and just ask Jesus to bless our plans and our purposes and to go with us as we travel. But that relationship between Joseph and Potiphar changed. And now we look at Genesis chapter 39, verses 3 and 4. When his master saw that the Lord was with him 
and that the Lord gave him success in everything. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. And here's my second point in the message. Potiphar came to an awareness of the trustworthiness of Joseph. Now, as an officer of Pharaoh, Potiphar had to attend, in many thi- attend to many things. And some of you are busy. You're like me. You're busy. You've got a lot going on. You've got parents and children and grandchildren and a business that you attend to. And so you think about Potiphar's life as a busy man. His house was probably in disarray. Uh, he had servants in his house. And Joseph was one of those in the beginning. And some of those servants may not have been faithful. They may have been stealing his goods. They may have been lazy. But in Joseph, he found someone who was entirely trustworthy. He found he could depend on Joseph and that whatever he entrusted into Joseph's hands seemed to be blessed by the God who lived in Joseph's life. Now thinking about uh, what Potiphar came to know about Joseph, I want to ask you, is, and I'm asking you, Is Jesus trustworthy? Will that which is placed in His hands be cared for with the utmost dependability? Will the blessing of God that is in the Lord Jesus Christ find its way to that which is entrusted into His hands? And so I ask you, have you been brought to an awareness of the trustworthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it time that we cease to use Him as a slave for our purposes and take the step that Joseph, that Potiphar took with Joseph? Now, consider this picture. I want you to think about it with me. How did that happen? Well, there had to be a gradual relinquishment of responsibility on the part of Potiphar. Where did it begin? Well, probably with something small, Uh, something outside the home, something insignificant at first. But he gave that small and insignificant thing into the hands of Joseph, and he found Joseph to be faithful with that which was small. But that small thing entrusted into the hands of Joseph was no longer a concern to Potiphar. He no longer looked to it. He no longer concerned himself with it. That small thing belonged to Joseph. Joseph would take care of that, and that small thing would be blessed by the God who lived in Joseph. Now, God tells us in the Scripture to trust Him and try Him and prove Him. So I want to ask you, what small thing could you entrust into the hands of Jesus? What responsibility, what concern that you carry on your shoulders... Could you simply entrust into His care to see if the Lord Jesus would faithfully attend to that thing? I believe you would see that you no longer need to attend to that concern. I believe that you would see that that one small, insignificant concern would be blessed by God by entrusting it into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust me, try me, And prove me, saith the Lord, and see. The only way to know if God will bless what concerns you is to entrust it into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Is He a slave in your house? Do you expect Him to come when you call? Or have you come 
to an awareness of how trustworthy he is and have you begun to entrust things into his hand. But at this point, Joseph was only Potiphar's attendant. He was his personal servant. Little things were trusted to his responsibility, but that relationship changed again. Potiphar seems to have come to a moment of absolute surrender. Let me show you that picture in this story as we look at the verses that follow, beginning in the middle of verse 4 of Genesis chapter 39. Potiphar put him in charge of his household. And he entrusted to his care everything that he owned. From the time he put put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So he left in Joseph's care everything that he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. Now, this is the, the, the third point in the message, and that is that Potiphar put, came to put his absolute trust in the trustworthiness of Joseph. You know how little children are at supper? They come in from play, they sit down and eat. What have they worried about through the day? Have they worried about how the bills were going to get paid? Have they worried about uh, if, if the sun was going to shine tomorrow? Have they worried about the future? Uh, have they concerned themselves really with the past? A little child comes down, sits down and eats, is happy because he eats, not concerned with anything. So here's the picture of Potiphar. Everything was placed in the hands of Joseph. He had put everything in Joseph's charge. He was like a child at supper. He sat down and ate, and that's the only thing he was concerned about. Everything else was off his shoulders. Joseph will handle that. Joseph will see to that. I can depend on Joseph. I can go about my day and not fret for all that I own because all of my concerns are in the hands of Joseph. That was the first thing that was changed for Potiphar. His personal concerns were greatly diminished. Verse 5, it came about from that time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he owned. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Thus the Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned in the house and in the field. Not only did Potiphar no longer bear the burden of concern for the things of his home and family, but by trusting everything he had into the hands of Joseph, the blessing of God came on all that he owned. Now, do you think this was something Potiphar recognized? Well, why, yes. It wasn't wasn't imperceptible to him. It was very clear. It was so clear, in fact, that we read in verse 6, So he left everything he owned in Joseph's charge, and with him there he did not concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. Now, let me ask you, do you have absolute trust in the trustworthiness of Jesus Christ. Have you ever in your life come to the point that Potiphar came to with Joseph where you make Jesus overseer over all that you own? You can say, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I'm going to give you my children and I'm going to ask you to bless them. I'm going to entrust you to take care of them and lead them and guide them. I'm going to give you my business. I have a business, Lord Jesus, 
and I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put my business in your hand, and I'm going to surrender my business to you, and I want you to be in charge of my business. I want you to direct my business decisions. I want you to direct my finances. I want you to direct my life. I'm going to put everything in my life, inside me, in your care, and everything outside me in your care. I'm going to entrust everything into your hands because, Lord Jesus, I know when I trust my life to you and my family to you and my work to you and my church to you, that all that I own, everything in the house and in the field, will be blessed by the God who lives in you, Lord Jesus. That's exactly what Potiphar did with Joseph, and he found the blessing of God rested on all that he had. But there came a moment in Potiphar's life when something changed. Something changed. And he lost his trust. He came to doubt the trustworthiness of Joseph. Now remember, as we continue, I'm asking you to consider the state of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Is he merely a slave who you call on when you need him, who you expect to do certain things for you? Or have you come to the point where you say, well, I trust him with little things? Or would you be willing this morning to say, I'm ready to trust everything that I have into his hands and see it blessed by God? So it was with Joseph and Potiphar, but all that changed. When Potiphar came to doubt the trustworthiness of Joseph and how everything changed for the worst. And so at this point, I want you to consider whether or not some of you, I have to consider that in my own life, some of us, who were once more committed and more surrendered, more devoted, had more trust in the trustworthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ, if there was a point when you had more than you do now. But something happened that caused you to doubt the trustworthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how did this happen in the life of Potiphar? Well, perhaps you know the story, and you know ultimately that it was his wife who cast suspicion on Joseph. Perhaps you know that Joseph never ceased to be absolutely trustworthy, even in the presence of Potiphar's wife, yet Potiphar allowed these things to cast suspicion on Joseph, and Joseph went from ruler in Potiphar's house in a matter of a day to being shut in an Egyptian dungeon prison for two years. And so what happened, think about it, to all that had been entrusted into the hands of Joseph and all that was in the care of Joseph, it was suddenly all back on the shoulders of Potiphar. That little thing that Joseph used to see to, now Potiphar found himself concerned about that little thing again. Everything in the house and everything in the field, his business, his life, his family, now Potiphar found himself micromanaging, trying to spin all the plates, keep everything going, because he doubted the trustworthiness of Joseph and had him shut away in prison. And the blessing of God that used to be on everything that Potiphar had was no longer on anything that Potiphar had. Has it happened that way with you? Something happened in your life that caused you to doubt the trustworthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe something didn't turn out the way you thought it should one day in your life. And there was a disappointment. Maybe some tragedy. 
And you blamed it on the Lord Jesus Christ. And from that moment on, you ceased to trust Him. Maybe uh, you just don't trust Him anyway. Maybe you've never come to the point where you could trust the trustworthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ and you have more confidence in your own decision making in running your life and running your family and running your business than you do in the Lord Jesus Christ. How's that going for you, my brother? As you look back on your life, as as you look back on your family, have you done a good job or could you say, I wish I had done better. I wish I had been more committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. I wish I had surrendered my future to the Lord Jesus Christ when I was a young man and my family and things would have been better for all of us. I can say that. I honestly say, I wish I could go back and do it all over and be more committed to the Lord Jesus Christ than I was. And if I had been every day that I ever lived, His blessing would have been all that I had, on all that I had, in my life, and everywhere around me. And so here's the point that we've come to this morning. Is it time for you to put your absolute trust in the trustworthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ? Perhaps you could begin with something small. Something small. Something that you're worried about, something you're concerned about, something you've been taking on your own shoulders and say, Lord Jesus, today I'm going to begin by entrusting this to you. And Lord, every day I'm going to entrust a little more to you until I entrust everything to you. Absolute surrender comes at a moment in time. A day will come when you say, Lord Take my houses, my lands, my dreams, my plans. Lord, it's all yours. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for the songs that have been sung in this service today. Surrender means trusting you to lead us uh, without borders. We don't care where you call us. We'll go. Trusting you means yielding up everything we're holding on to, the sin that we're clinging to. Trusting you means saying yes to you. Lord, most of us here have failed to do that fully. But I ask, Lord, that you'd bring us to that point of saying, it is according to your word, O Lord, my King. I am yours in all that I have. I pray for that person here today who's never trusted Jesus as their Savior. Oh Lord, what blessings they are missing. What blessings they'll miss in heaven. Today's the day, God, that you're calling them, and I pray that they'd respond to you. Oh, thank you.